Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well. This is a client Q&A episode, so we are answering questions. Um, I am going to share some incredible ones and we are going to go over some struggles that have came up in the check-ins this week um, of both Project Your Best Self, which is on week five, which is absolutely crazy, um, and the Empowered Ladies as well. Um, so, without further ado, let's get started. So I'm going to start with the ones, okay? There's a lot this week, and do you know what? I'm just going to say them all because they're just incredible and I can't pick. So, one number one, step goal every day, fruit and veg t- intake every day. I'm feeling more energised and loving the changes this group has helped me work into everyday life. And I absolutely love that. This is how you get results. This is how you maintain results. This is the secret to maintenance. Make it work within your everyday life. Because you are not going to sustain the results you get with any diet unless you continue with the changes. And it's why things like fad diets, some really restrictive diets, do not work long term. You end up yo-yoing back and forward because you cannot sustain the habits and behaviours that you needed to do to get the results long term. They are unsustainable. So yes, this approach might take a little bit longer, but it's not going to take as long as yo-yo dieting back and forward, losing the weight, gaining the weight, losing the weight, gaining the weight. It's not going to take as long as that. And you will learn how to include these things every day. You will feel amazing. And you will learn how to um, be able to sustain your results forever. So no fad diets, no feeling frustrated, no feeling um, low, annoyed, um, guilty. Like, you will lose all these feelings. It will just become a way of life. And I am absolutely buzzing. This person is on week five and she's feeling this. Like, this just gives me so much joy um, inside. Um, next one, my husband told me that I've not been as quick to get angry and I've been nicer to be around now that I'm regularly working out. I'm not sure if that's a win or not. Um, like, I think that is a win. Like, and my husband is the exact same with me. So a few weeks ago, we were... Um, I actually don't know if I said this in the podcast, I probably have, but we were supposed to be going out for dinner and I was just in one of the worst moods that I have ever been in in my whole entire life. Like, I just could not shake out this bad mood. I don't even really know why, but to be fair, I do. I was really tired because we've been up all night with Olivia. Like, I was in such a crabbit mood. It's just been one of those weeks with the kids, but I literally could not shake it. And he came home and he was like, right, you either need to sleep or you need to work out. Like, because 
the the difference a workout for me makes is night and day like move my body like if I can just get out and move my body whether it's a walk a workout just something it really shifts my mood um and I think that's the thing like I notice it with everybody in my life with all aspects of my life like I am less quick to snap at the kids I have much more patience with them I am a much nicer person to be around um when I am regularly working out like I just get really pent up and really angry um if I'm not if I don't really if I miss like um like a couple of workouts so today I felt a little bit grumpy and it's I've not I have not went to the gym or worked out since Friday and I really do think that that's that's what it is um so workouts are planned for tomorrow <laughs> um next one whilst on holiday I kept the, ske- the steps going I went swimming three times calories um may have been slightly more than usual but not not to the extreme that I would normally have done on holiday and I think that's like such a good uh, like an amazing one like being active like keeping that like non-negotiable with the steps just so you've, you've still got your goals at the back of your head but you're on holiday like you do want to relax a little bit you don't want to be strict you don't want to be regretful and that can work both ways so you don't want to regret like not enjoying yourself on holiday but then you don't want to come home and regret like every single choice you made because you've been using your holiday as an excuse there is a middle ground especially when you have a fat loss goal yes you will have probably eaten a little bit more calories does that mean that you're probably going to have been at maintenance for the week yes does that mean that you've not made any progress no it doesn't because I think the mindset that you've came back into because you've not went extreme and you've not thought oh fuck it I'm on holiday I might as well just eat everything like you've had a little bit of balance here and it's meant you've came home and you've not felt guilty about it, and you've got straight back into your your like non-negotiables and your the routine and the structure that you've been creating before that. That's the difference, and it's the mindset aspect of things, which is great. Um, next one. I know this sounds like a mad one, but I got an eternity ring for the Christmas um, after I had my son, and if I'm being honest, it hasn't fit me for nearly a year. So this week I tried it on, and it fits perfectly. Um, it might be a small thing, but it actually meant a lot to me. I don't think this is a small thing at all. I think this is such an amazing win. It is such a sentimental thing, and it's such a sentimental piece of jewellery. And it's probably niggled at you, the fact that you've not been able to put it on, um, or it's not fitted you, or you, you've been very aware of it on your finger um, because it's felt quite snug. And, like, just, I think, trying it on again finding that it fits you like that's for me so much more than like an item of clothing it's like a sentimental part of you like it's something you go after having your son and the fact that it fits you now is just amazing um this person is on week five as well so she's starting to notice the differences already um but she's just honestly biggest smile on my face right now um next one i haven't hit the fuck it button um I am pretty hangry and probably a massive pain to be around, but everyone has been really supportive, which has helped. When I feel like I just want to eat all the food at work, um, then they will suggest something else or just say no. I think that's what that says. I'm, um, so this person's on um, like a little mini, um, like quite an aggressive or more aggressive than I would normally do, um, but she's got something, like a, a goal in mind for the next couple of weeks. So there's a reason why it's been a little bit more aggressive. 
we have went over like she is going to be more hungry um, because we have had to drop calories she's kind of weighed up pros and cons decided that she wants to go for it which is absolutely amazing and it's that's the thing that I will never say to you no you can't do that or like I don't like do you know I wouldn't it's your goals are your goals I will advise I will tell you the pros and cons you weigh them up you make the decision I support you that's how it goes your goals are your goals okay um so I'm fully supporting this person she is doing amazing really really well um and I think the the big one here is not pushing the fuck it button like so she has been hungry but she's anticipated this hunger now. She knows that it's coming and she has an amazing support system around her. Like, do not, um, what am I trying to say? Do not um, poo-poo or um, the, um, like the difference a good support network can have around about you. Like you see it in the WhatsApp groups. The support you get from each other is incredible. Everybody's pushing each other on. Everybody's so supportive. Um, when somebody puts in something in the, the chat, like if anybody's having a struggle and they put it in, there's always loads of people that are commenting. People resonate. We all have similar struggles. Like So if you are struggling, sometimes just putting it in the group, it will really, really help. It's a non-judgmental space. But also in your day-to-day life, like having support of people around you is going to be very beneficial, especially if you do have like um, goals that require a little bit more of an aggressive approach. Having that support system around about you will really, really help. Even if it's for somebody to call you out, um, like you might not like it at the time, but sometimes it's what you need I know it's what I need sometimes like me and Craig keep keep ourselves accountable like to each other like if he's not did something um like if he's not been to the gym I'm like do you know you going to the gym this week or and initially he might be like I'm going to go off my back but I think it helps to have that person to help that to push that person and it's not me nagging the people in your life it won't be that you're nagging but it's you care about them you want them you want them to improve their health and like, I want Craig to be the healthiest person he can be for, like, me and the kids. Um, I know the impact, the positive impacts that exercise has on him, the same as he does with me. So we push each other, and the same goes for nutrition as well. Like, I know that if I had a fat loss goal, or if Craig had a fat loss goal, like, we would keep each other accountable. And I think having this support is, is so helpful. Um, so I'm really glad that you've got that support in your life as well, alongside us, of course. Um, next one I've been on a four day break in Madrid with my husband chill free oh my god oh I'm so jealous um, obviously I love my kids but oh my gosh like just see four nights four nights of full sleeps wow um, big one is steps we just walked everywhere I've done 63,000 steps in the past three days um, I also did a mobility slash yoga workout in day one too lots of fruit and yogurt ham eggs tomatoes at breakfast and one only one pan au chocolat um, the whole trip so again we spoke about balance like this is like this is balance so you're still in line with your goals like you're not like hammering the gym you've chosen to do like a, a yoga slash mobility workout just to kind of move your body move your mood kind of thing you've walked everywhere you've been very conscious of your nutrition um choices and I think here it's like you've um these have been choices you've not felt restricted like you've probably enjoyed the food that you're eating it's made you feel good it's given you the energy to do all the steps like the food that you put in your body, like the fuel that you're giving your body, it is going to impact 
you how you feel like if you're feeling if you're feeling your body with all the good stuff like your whole grains like your proteins your fruit and vegetables like you're going to run efficiently and I don't mean mean to sound like to make you sound like like cars but think about it like that like if you put water in a car like it's not going to get you very far like you need to fuel your body and it does matter what you fuel it with all right and you've probably noticed that yourself like I was having a a chat with somebody in work the other week and um, she was saying that she didn't realize how shit she felt until she started making the changes and I think that's a really common thing I think a lot of people don't realize the impact that the nutrition is having on like every aspect of their like their health and they just think like this is just how I feel they don't know any different and it's only when they start making the changes that they realize wow how good do I feel and that's why when you go on holiday like this person like with this person it's this is now a lifestyle she doesn't want to really make that many drastic changes to her, her nutrition when she's on holiday because she knows how good she feels and she actually enjoys the way that she's eating. I'm the exact same. Like I'm going on holiday on Thursday. Um and also little side note here, like to clients, like thank you so much for all your support. Like it means so much. Like I'm gonna be able to go on holiday without my laptop, switch off for a week and know that you guys are all gonna to be totally fine. Like you know I'm gonna be there in the WhatsApp group and stuff as well, but like just to have like no no podcast next week and stuff, like it just means so, so much. So thank you. Side note. Um yeah, like this person knows how much better she feels. So like when I go on holiday next week, I am probably gonna keep the same similar structure, like there will be like more ice creams, there's going to be more alcohol, more cocktails, etc., which I'm so excited about. Um, but I am going to be similar at meal times and stuff. There is going to be a lot of fruit and veg in there because it's just how I enjoy to, to eat now. I love the way it makes me feel and I want to feel my best on holiday. And it's got nothing to do with calories. It's got nothing to do with how I, my body looks. It's how I feel and how that food makes me feel. Sometimes I think we do forget that. Like if you listen to the episode with Rebecca, she speaks a lot about food being not just calories, not just to make us look a certain way, but we forget how food makes us feel. And see when we start to realise that eating like certain types of food make us feel amazing, we want to include them more. And it we move away from that diet culture mentality and we think more about longevity and our health in long term. And I think that shift as well in that mindset, again, mindset, 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 guys, like it's it makes us realise it's not just about fat loss, it's not just about how we look. Like, yes, that's important. Like, we cannot we cannot say that it's not. But it can't just be the only focus. We have to shift our focus elsewhere if we're going to be thinking long term. So that was like I went on a massive tangent there. But like I think that this one just completely um, embodies all of these things. Which again, buzzing. These wins, honestly guys, the wins this week have literally put the biggest, biggest smile on my face. And wait to hear this one. Oh, right, so I bought a bikini this week. No guarantees I'll actually wear it, but for the first time in almost 20 years, 20 years, I'm feeling good enough to consider wearing one, so I'm taking that as a win. <laughs> and that, oh my God, like that is such a massive win. 
And it's got nothing to do with the bikini again. It's the fact that this person is feeling the confidence to act to, to wear a bikini and feeling so good in her body and her body image. That is the one here, and I am so buzzing for it. And the fact that, like, this is the first time in 20 years that you've considered wearing this, like, literally, you're going to make me cry. Um, next one. Um, I've had a good week. Plenty of stress, but working through it. Journaling and yoga are game changers for me. I had a big day out yesterday and feel no regrets. It was so nice to enjoy my day and relax and just um, got straight back into it today. And again, that's a similar similar to like the person who's just like been on holiday. Okay, so the mindset shift. There is no guilt. You feel no, like there's no guilt, there's no shame for having a little bit like having more calories or overindulging in one day like because you guys all know now that you that it's not that one day it's how you respond to it and that one day is not going it's not the definition of your progress it's it's not the definition of your worth you just get back to your non-negotiables the next day okay you move on and I think this this person as well so she's found journaling she's found yoga she has a very stressful job a very in a very stressful department she works shifts like, you need to find ways to relieve stress, to relieve these negative emotions without turning to food or alcohol or online shopping. Um, I'm thinking about online shopping like I feel very seen right now because I do this and... I, so my relationship with food is a lot better than, than what it was like five years ago, for instance. Um, it's, I'm in a completely different place now, but for me, like it was doing, it was doing the really hard deep work. Like I journal every night now. I'm not so good at meditation. I'm not so good at yoga. Like I do need to get better at these. But for me, I notice a difference now. So yes, I, I do still turn to food, and sometimes when I'm going through like some tougher parts, I find myself veering towards like the cupboards just to snack. Um, I know my triggers now, the same as you guys are probably starting to become aware about your triggers. Um, but for me, sometimes it is online shopping, like I can feel myself mindlessly scrolling. And when I start to buy more and more and more, that's the kind of red flag for me. Um, but it's like, it's knowing your triggers, it's knowing, um, are you turning to food more? Are you turning to alcohol more? And think about this like, throughout your journey. So even after like we stop working together or if you're listening to this and we're not working together, like thinking about your triggers, thinking about um like when you do when you are including like journaling yoga for instance and, and the turning to food and the emotional eating or maybe turning to alcohol or online shopping that goes down. Like everything, you're probably gonna come to a point where you might forget about journaling or you might not be as consistent with your yoga and these things will start to spike again. It's about building that self-awareness and knowing that, oh gosh, like, oh my gosh, I'm actually, like, the Amazon um, delivery driver knows me, knows my first name, like, we have chats, like, for five minutes on the doorstep, shit, like, I am ordering quite a lot now, like, what am I not doing now? Like, I'm, oh, right, okay, well, I actually haven't journaled in a couple of weeks, but, like, this is completely normal, like, you're not going to get into the habit of doing these things and they are going to be, like, like completely habitual for the rest of your life I think that's a little bit of a myth when it comes to this stuff like you are going to have to 
continue to maybe have little reset weeks where you're like, oh my gosh, right, I haven't actually been as consistent as what I like. Potentially your clothes start to get a little bit tighter. But the fact is, it, it's not like the extreme yo-yos that potentially some of you might be used to, like the fad diets and then losing a, a lot of weight quickly, regaining it, losing a lot of weight. Like, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a kind of a slow, gradual wave. But no, that's completely normal in your journey, okay? Like, you will have weeks where... Um, things will be very consistent and then you're going to start to notice little triggers. I do this all the time. Um, like, I know a lot of people resonate with the week before you go on holiday. Like, this is my first family holiday and this week I'm like, why did, why did I book this? This is so stressful. I've literally taken another day and a half off my work. I'm going to have no angle leave left because I'm like, I don't have enough time to do everything that I need to do before we go. Like, and I'm like, why, have I, why am I doing this? So there, the, for me, there's a lot of triggers this week. Like, there is a lot. Like, I feel I can feel myself turning to food. But I'm a lot, like, I'm far, like, far enough into my journey now with my relationship to food to know, like, what I need to do. But that it still happens for me. It still happens for everybody. This is very common. It, there's nothing wrong with you if it does happen. Um, but you just have to, rela- like, you have to bring back the techniques and things that help you again I'm, I'm i'm very tangenty today i'm not like sorry about this guys like but i just feel like i've got so much to say um it's probably going to be like an hour and a half podcast so it's going to be like two for one because we're missing one next week right that's the ones okay i'm going to move on to the struggles so struggle number one i've had an awful week calorie wise i was away monday to thursday i had drinks every day and out for dinner and drinks on thursday with friends I went to the buffet Chinese tonight as well as it was my nephew's choice. I've only done one w- one workout and I feel awful for it. I've not made good choices this week. I feel as though I've, I feel as though I've put on all the weight I've lost and I feel huge again and terrible. Okay, so like we were speaking about before, like these weeks do not define your progress. These weeks do not define your worth. Okay, so you've had a little bit more calories. Um, you're on a fat loss goal. You've you've probably been probably at maintenance, maybe a little bit above. Okay, that does not mean that you've undone all of your progress. Um, because think of all you've learned. So this person's on week five and project your best self. But think about all you've learned in the past five weeks. So I think this happens quite a lot. Like people put weight back on and they think they're back at square one but they're never back at square one because you think about all you've learned in the past five weeks you've learned about like your habits your behaviors etc you can never be back at square one because you've learned all that you know that that weight on the scales that that increase in the scales is water retention it's like there might be a tiny little bit of fat fat gain in there tiny but the majority of it is going to be um water retention, Chinese is salty, you've had more alcohol, you've had more food volume, it's going to be water retention. So what you need to do is focus on the future, okay? What can you do this week to make it a positive week, okay? Is dwelling and beating yourself up about the, the past week going to help? Like, of course it's not. It's what that what usually happens in, if you dwell and you beat yourself up is you end up feeling guilty, you end up feeling shame. 
and that can potentially lead to more overeating. Okay, you need to get back to your non-negotiables. You need to get back to the gym. You need to get back to your steps. You just need to get back to the stuff that makes you feel. And again, I'm talking about how it makes you feel, not how it makes you look, but how it makes you feel. Amazing. Get back to that stuff. Um, and remember that no journey is linear. It's always going to be ups and downs. Um, and these challenging weeks, they are there to test you. Because if everybody, most people will have a challenging week and they will give up. But that's not what we do here, okay? You have a challenging week, you're accountable to it. You checked in, okay? You were accountable, you told me about it, you were honest. Like, you didn't think, oh, I've had a really bad week, I'm just not even going to bother checking in. Like, no, you were accountable to it, you told me exactly what happened, how it made you feel, and that means we make a plan moving forward. You'll learn from this week, little changes you can make next time, we make a plan, and then next time you, you aim to be a little bit better. And then over time, that's going to help you um, make progress. The progress that you know and I know that you can do. Um, like So these challenging weeks, it's not the weeks themselves, it's how we respond to it. That's what truly defines our progress. So just remember that and know for a fact this week that you've got a plan. We've, we've popped a plan in place. Stick to that plan and I guarantee you by next week you're going to feel 10 times better. And you have not undone all your progress. I can assure you that because remember everything you've learned over the past five weeks. Um, next struggle. Um, so this is, these are both kind of periody, periody, menstrual cycle struggles. Um, so first one is I crave chocolate a lot this week. Monthly friend never fails with that craving. I never overindulged as I usually would, but I did give in to a few. I did give in on a few occasions to curb the craving. Instead of a family-sized bar of dairy milk, I changed for a much smaller bar um, of a like a Freddo to satisfy me and curb the craving. Um, next struggle similar. So I felt tired this week post night shift and with my period arriving. What an absolutely brutal combination. Um, this has left me with little motivation. Having worked out schedules to help me stay on track as these were planned and not negotiable. So what I wanted to highlight here is like both of these quote unquote struggles have turned into wins. Okay, so both of these people have struggled with their periods, and that's the thing. Like. So cravings, like for some people when they're on their period, their cravings, particularly for chocolate, will increase. Fluctuations and your hormones are to blame for this. Like you are going to feel more tired, um, especially if you are post night shift and you have your period as well. Like, so for some people, the, the symptoms of their menstrual cycle is going to completely change. Like I would really, really recommend if you are not tracking your cycle, then please do that. Like. Get to know your own cycle, get to know your own trend, your, like how the impacts your cycle has on you because everybody is so different. You see a lot of stuff on social media about when to train in your cycle and what to train in your cycle and when you're going to feel this and you're going to feel that. It's completely different. Like, yes, there is data to support some of the findings, okay, but again, it's, this is the average of people and we are all different. So, what how the symptoms you get in your period are going to change from somebody else okay so for like see for me I don't really feel much of a difference in the gym like I can pretty much train the same throughout my cycle and I always have been able to I know a lot of people are not 
are um, not the same as me. A lot of people maybe get more fatigued in like their luteal phase, so like the week before their period, maybe the week of their period, they're in quite a lot of pain. Um, so the, their training might have to alter. Um, so everyone's going to be different. If you're not tracking your cycle, you're not going to know the differences for yourself and what you need to do. So it's something that I really would um, recommend doing. I use Clue, um, the Clue app. It's free and it's quite in depth. And for me, it's very accurate now. Like I'll get a wee notification saying, "Yo, your period is due in three days," and I'll be like, "Oh, right, okay. Well, that's maybe explains why I've been an absolute bitch." Um, but it's very accurate now, and it and it, it tracks my cycle based pretty much to the day. Um, and you can also track like different things like um, like your mood, energy levels, um, digestion. It's, it's very it's a very good app. I would recommend it. But obviously, there's other things like I think Apple Help also it helps. You can even just use your like uh, old school calendar as well. But keeping an eye on like your symptoms, so your hunger, your cravings, your mood, energy levels, anticipate these fluctuations. Because sometimes when it is your period and the hormones are raging, it's very hard to rationalise how you're feeling. Like, and I know this myself, it's it's very hard to rationalise. You feel like, I am so fucking hungry. Why am I so hungry? I'm just going to eat the cupboard. Like, And then sometimes you feel like, well, do you know what? Like, I know it's my period. Like, I know in a few days, like, this is going to disappear. And then, like, this this person has said, like, instead of having the family-sized bar of dairy milk, which she would usually do, she's realised that, do you know what, this is my period, like, it's going to be shit for a couple of days, but, do you know, I don't need the giant size of dairy milk. Afredo is more than enough to curb this craving. That's how you can rationalise it, but unless you know that this is coming up and um, that you are going to feel like this, it's very hard not to. Um... So, and the same with the other person that she's had, she's known that it's going to be the week of her period, she's going to be post-night shift, she's going to have zero motivation to train. It would have been very easy for her to be like, oh, your period's here, and your post-night shift, so don't do anything tonight, sit on the couch, but she's not. She's like, no, I'm out, the non-negotiables, I'm out, I'm doing it. And even if, if it is the case of, like, you do feel a little bit weaker in your period, drop the weights. Like, drop the weights a little bit, even just going to body weight if you want to. Um, but you're still doing something, and something is always better for nothing. And what you will usually find is even when you're on your period, that workout will make you feel so much better. I couldn't tell you the last time I did a workout and not feel amazing after it. And I sometimes, if I cannot be arsed, that's the feeling that I, that I remember. That's the feeling I'm like, do you know what, I know in an hour I am going to feel like a completely different person, so just get your bum out and do it, because you're going to feel amazing after it. Um, so even when you're on your period, like it's not an excuse not to go out and do a workout. Um, we've got a tough love there for you guys. Right, so next one. I'm still struggling with actually liking exercise. I'm still a gym phobic, although I understand the benefits. It still takes everything I have to do one workout a week, and exactly what I said before about something is better than nothing. Like so, this person has came from doing nothing, so doing one workout a week is amazing. So do not think that because you're not doing three workouts a week, what is the point? No, 
one workout a week, you're going to be getting incredible benefits from this because you've came from nothing, okay? Another thing to think about as well is like, you're never going to stick to doing something consistently if you don't enjoy it, all right? And I think a lot of people are going to be like, she she doesn't understand because she loves the gym and she loves training. Yes, I do now, but there was a time that I absolutely hated it. So, like, let's just do a little quick, like, rewind into, like, Heather's childhood. So I was always, like, a really sporty kid, like... If we were being a Spice Girls, I was Sporty Spice, like, I was very active, like, swim, like, I used to swim, gymnastics, dancing, like, you name it. I had my mum and dad dragging me about everywhere. Um, And then that just stopped when I went to, came about 15, 16, like, started going out with my friends, went to uni, like, and there was probably a time in my life where I just didn't, I, I didn't know exercise and I absolutely hated going to the gym, I hated everything about it, I would be miserable in there. And that is because I didn't like what I was doing. Like, I absolutely hated doing cardio. I hated standing on the treadmills. I hated being on the bike. hated being on the rower. Like, exercise, especially if you're not a huge fan, it needs to be enjoyable, like, for you. So, if you're listening to this and thinking, I completely resonate with that, I absolutely fucking hate going to the gym. I hate everything about exercise. Like, Take that pressure off yourself and start finding something or start to um, like look about, try new hobbies, try new things, going to the gym with different people, going to different gyms or doing classes, even just like maybe hikes or <laughs> you're probably like thinking hikes, like, but even just walking a hill, like a, a gentle hill with somebody, like find something you genuinely enjoy doing and then stick with that consistently so this person's actually found yoga she's been doing yoga um like just from youtube stick with yoga like if you actually love doing that and you're getting the benefits from it like see if you just stick with that and get consistent with that like what usually happens is yoga leads to maybe some body weight movements which then maybe lead to some dumbbell movements and you'll get in there like gently but just taking the pressure off thinking oh, I'm not doing these three weight workouts a week, but, oh my gosh, it's taking everything in my my being to do one. That's the goal. The goal is one. And the goal for the other two workouts is to do something that you genuinely enjoy doing because that way you'll become so much more consistent with it. Like, so for me, like, when I actually started, when I found weights and I found CrossFit, like, I was hooked like exercise didn't become a chore for me like I was absolutely buzzing to go to the gym like I actually spent most of my life in the gym got my my level one like got in like got my PT certificate got my nutrition certificate like it became a big part of my life um so what you just need to think about is like we need to find your CrossFit um so get curious another thing you can do is like think back to like even like when you were really young like what did you genuinely love doing when you were younger like get going back thinking about like your your inner child and like letting her out and and doing stuff that you actually enjoyed like when you like you had all the like the free time and and no worries and stuff like what did you love doing like this is really exciting that you actually get to kind of find that again 
So, I, like, yes, it, 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 you might feel like it's a little bit of a struggle, but can we reframe? Can we reframe that? Can we get you out and get you curious and get you trying different things with different people to find something you genuinely love? Because see, once you do that, like one, it doesn't become a chore, but then you actually you become surrounded by like like-minded people, people who have the similar goals to you. Like it becomes a little bit more of a community. It's an amazing place to be. So I really, really like want you to push yourself to do that. Um, like over the next couple of weeks. Uh, next couple of struggles are about um, tracking on holiday. So I didn't track this week while on holiday. I just decided to take a break. The big, the big difference has been that I've got straight back into my non-negotiable habits on the first day back. Yay! Um, and next struggle was I wasn't tracking in this holiday. Um, likely did go over calories. Right. So I just wanted to bring this up. I, like I have said this before. Something that I do not want anybody to do is track holidays when they go on oh my god <laughs> track calories when they go on holiday you work too damn hard to go on holiday worry about calories worry about tracking worry about getting your phone out logging it into kahunas thinking about what is in this and what is in that four days a week two weeks long term this is going to make absolutely no difference like let's be realistic yes you probably did go over your calories a bit but coming like if as long as you came home or you come home like you accept that this was the case you don't expect the scales to be moving down you don't dwell on it you you, like you remember the memories that you made and you get straight back into your non-negotiables when you come home the habits that help you feel like amazing and also help move you closer closer to your goals like this is how you will continue to get results. If you're coming home, if you're feeling bad about not tracking, if you're feeling bad about um, going over your calories, you're thinking, oh, well, like, coming home on a Thursday, oh, well, do you know, let's just leave it to Monday and, like, we'll just go and we'll just have takeaways for the rest of the week. I'm not going to go to the gym. I'll start fresh next week. Like, no, get back and get back to the things that make you, that help you feel amazing, okay? Get your workouts planned, like, go for a big walk, get your food shop in, like, getting back to, like, seven plus hours of sleep, like, although, and if you'd probably be getting, like, seven plus hours for sleep on holiday, but continue with that, and don't feel any guilt about it, like, so, I don't want anybody to track on holiday, tracking again is not a lifelong tool, we want to be moving away from this, like eventually at some point down the line you do not want to be tracking you want to have the knowledge that you've gained from tracking this is going to help you on your journey it's going to help build, like build that meal structure you'll be able to start eyeballing portions now you'll become more aware of your habits and your behaviors around about food but it's not a lifelong tool we want to be moving past that and sometimes holidays are a perfect opportunity to do that and um, without going ott okay so like i said before there is balance to be made by going on holiday and eating everything in sight, using the holiday as an excuse, um, coming back and feeling re- really regretful, going on, or like, you know, the other extreme is going on holiday, continuing to be quite restrictive, you're tracking calories, you're not you're not enjoying anything of the, like any of the cuisine, like you're not having ice cream, you're not trying all these things with your children or with your family or with your partner, and then you come home and you regret doing that. There is a middle ground, okay? It's a messy middle ground, um, but that's where the sustainable fat loss is and it's where you need to, you need to get okay in that messy middle ground um, to move forward. 
Um, next struggle. I think for me, just trying to remember it's about consistency, n- not perfection. So really trying to remember that. Um, helps when I went for dinner on Thursday night. I was good all day, so didn't let my let, didn't let my two wines and dinner out derail me. When sometimes that could have, and I ended up spiral and ended up spiraling into the next day too. And again, this is a struggle, but it's actually a win. Okay, so she's been self-aware. She's identified that she is a bit of a perfectionist. And sometimes, like, um, going out for dinner, having a couple of glasses of wine, potentially she's, like, kind of thought in the past that that's been quote-unquote bad. And then she's thought, well, what's the point now? And it's, like, a spiral into the next day, which is Friday, the weekend. Oh, well, it's the weekend. Might as well start again on Monday. Like, but then again, like, if you're doing that every single week, like, that's half of your week gone. Um, and you've probably came out of your deficit doing that. Whereas if you go, you have a couple of wines, you have a, a slightly more indulgent meal, but you accept that that is going to be slightly over your calories for the day. Um, you can obviously bank calories um, for that if you want to, um, but you just accept this. You don't dwell on it. You feel no guilt. You feel no shame. You just get back to your non-negotiables the next day. Like It's never the meal itself. It's never the holiday itself, it, but it's your reaction to it. So you work here on that mindset aspect, so we're talking about consistency, not being perfectionist, um, and not letting like that meal, that two glasses of wee, two glasses of wine and meal like um, make you believe that you have failed that week, and then you let it spiral. So if you can change that thought, you can change that belief, um, and then over time with practice, this will get easier. Okay, so again, it's making sure like no foods are good or bad like all food is neutral if you do have a limit and limit belief of if you have an overindulgent meal then you feel that you have to challenge that that limit and belief like why do you think that um like what is the evidence for it like how can you change that limit and belief um that's some mindset stuff that you can work on but it's building that self-awareness um and that comes with time but this person has like she is became very self-aware very quickly she's in week five as well which is absolutely amazing so I have no doubt that if she continues to check in continues with her self-awareness continues to make the changes become like um, becoming aware calling herself out like practicing being okay with having a higher calorie day and moving on the next like getting back to non-negotiables next day realizing that it doesn't impact her results she can still do this building the confidence and like the um like the self um esteem in herself that she can do this that's how you make progress um next struggle a little bit about the scales <laughs> shock <laughs> um my favorite topic so the frustration for a week i bounced about 80 kilos so there was like some fluctuations of like basically like 0. 0.3 0. 0.4 of a kilo um, which is three, four hundred grams, like, which is nothing. Um, she then had a more, she had a scan at her gym, um, and weighed in at 78.9, 78.9, and now I'm bouncing between 78.9 and 79.2. Like, I know it's good, I finally dropped below 80, it's just known that I still need to be um, a little bit lighter in two weeks' time. So this person has got, like, a, a goal weight that she needs to be at in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, so... I think just acknowledging that the scales are moving in the right direction, like, yes, it is frustrating, but instead of feeling frustrated about something that, like, basically, 
we know the scales are fickle, like we know they are going to fluctuate, we cannot help this. So your frustration is a, a piece of metal that you have no control over what it does. And I know that when you do have like a go wait to do for like a competition or something like that can get a little bit nerve wracking. But that frustration is going to be much better spent like that the energy that you're that you're dwelling on frustrating like about the scales like send that energy into thing the things that are going to actually help move the scales in the right direction so that is that the your daily actions and your daily behaviors that are going to be moving you closer to that goal weight okay the past two weeks that we've just had are proof that if you are consistent you will get results so you need to channel that confidence um continue to do what you were doing because the skills are going to follow all right um so you cannot control that number but you can control your reaction to that number and you can control what you're doing day to day so focus your attention here and let's see what happens in the next two weeks like i have every faith um, that you can do it next struggle sleep this is going to like so a couple of sleepy struggles sleep stress and oh my gosh sleep it's because they're all, all these words have begun with an s i'm like oh my god i can't actually say this sleep steps and stress like i feel that should be like a a drinking game <laughs> uh, i've been up in my son's bed every night usually goes back to sleep after a wee cuddle but it's still broken um, steps are averaging about eight and a half thousand which is shite um, also pay, potty training is a bastard isn't it um, I'm actually dreaming about it I honestly hated the first week of potty training I was a nervous wreck I don't know if anybody else was like this but um, the first day of um, when I decided to potty train Archie so we like Olivia was like a tiny baby as well but I remember Craig coming home and being like, are you okay? What's happened? I was exhausted. And I think it's because you're mentally... So Archie was like, he is quite a self-sufficient little little dude. Um, and when I was trying to put, when I was potty training him, I was following him about. And I hadn't really been used to doing that. But I just felt as if it was like, do you need to pee? Do you need to pee? Like every three seconds, it was so so draining and so stressful like Craig come home he's like oh my gosh what's happened are you okay and I was like I'm just so tired so I completely resonate with you I'm sure lots of other people will um but yeah like the stress the lack of sleep like it is going to have an impact on like your energy levels your mood and I guess it's actually a really I know that you don't think that this is a good thing but it shows you that the, like the impact this can have on your movement the following day so yes you are tired like it's been a pretty a pretty stressful stressful week eight and a half thousand steps is still pretty decent like anything above seven and a half like is great like you're going to have massive health impacts of this with a fat loss goal like you do like you would maybe want that a little bit higher but I guess it's like pushing through. It's like you, like what we were speaking about before. Like so, you know that when you're tired, you're going to be less likely to move. So the following days after, like a poor night's sleep, sometimes it's just like 
you want to have an early night, like I would always say, please, um, please make sure you're getting an early night. Make that a priority. But in your day, how can you move more? All right. And that doesn't mean like always doing little walks, but it just might mean like spending less time on, on the sofa. Um, even though you're tired, like you're probably not going to be napping with a toddler anymore because they're probably not having naps. So how can you be more active in your day so that when like your son goes down, that's you're like, right, great, I'm going to bed now. Did my steps, everything's ticked off for the day. I'm going to my bed. I'm going to try and get a better night's sleep. That's kind of where you want your head to be at. So I know that you're a bit disappointed with it, but I guess it's just proof that when you are tired, like we 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 will move less. And this is not just you. This is not this is not a you problem. This is this is like universal. Like this is what the, the research shows. I know this myself. After after I've had a rubbish night's sleep, like all I want to do is lie on the couch, and it's about pushing through. Um, it's about being self aware, knowing this about yourself, and uh, just making sure that you are doing what you can the following day. Even if the goal this this week is like nine, nine and a half thousand, like it doesn't have to be up at like the twelve, for instance. But just trying to do a little bit more, but also having like self compassion. Like, do you know, it's it's a stressful time, potty training. Like, so don't beat yourself up about it. Um, and the next one again is like lack of sleep. Her, um, this person's son had shoulder surgery, so combination of worry and hearing them up at night, the tiredness is a knock-on effect during the day. So that's it. Like again, this person's been self-aware. She's known like the impacts like being tired has had. You are going to be well. You probably are going to be more hunger, hunger, more hungry the following day, less likely to move you're probably going to have be craving like less nutritious foods so being able to rationalize it even though it's going to be difficult um knowing that it's normal knowing that you won't you are going to anticipate this it's nothing to do with like, lack of willpower it's nothing to do with lack of motivation it's simply lack of sleep like i said it's not going to make it feel any less uncomfortable at the time but if you can tune into like the rational side of your brain Remind yourself it is because you're tired, like you don't have to turn to food, you do want to try and move your body a little bit more, you do want to like try and get your butt off the couch, like rationalising it this way can help, I know it helps me. Thing to do as well, like when you're going to be tired the next day, like you know you're probably going to be craving less nutritious food, so focus on those main meals, make sure that they're high in protein, there's lots of fruit and veg, there's a source of whole grain carbs, and that's just going to help like curb those cravings between your meals. Also, we want to be thinking about our sleep the following night. Okay, so if you are quite sensitive to caffeine, you want to try and limit that. Um, no more, no caffeine after 12pm. Um, just so that it doesn't have an impact on your sleep the following night or when you're trying to get down to sleep and you want to prioritise that early night. Okay, And also getting outside for a walk in fresh air. Um, vitamin D, resetting your circadian rhythm. like That's going to help the following night as well. Um, now, last struggle, um, the first couple of days back I had lots of goodies left over from my birthday so it was hard not to binge. So I wanted to bring this up because I just want to emphasise your environment and how much of a like impactful, huge role this is going to have in achieving your, your goals. So thinking about your environments, okay, and this is home, work, wherever you spend a considerable amount of time, 
you want to be thinking about your environment and setting yourself up for success, okay? So with this example, it doesn't mean that you chuck everything that you got out of your birthday um, or to like completely restrict it, but there are going to be some things that you can do to help. So one is put like these goodies in another cupboard out of sight. So if you put them in the same cupboard all the time, do like, mix it about okay because what you'll probably find and I do this myself is when you are when you know stuff is there or if you're tired you're feeling emotional you're in that cupboard before you even know it because it's habitual okay it's a like it's a habit and it's something that you're going to be doing you're in the cupboard you're mooching you're like oh my gosh how am I even here see if your stuff's in a different cupboard if you move it about regularly you'll be in that cupboard and you'll be thinking oh how did I even get here that's a pause, okay? So you want to think about these, like I, I call them power pauses. But if you can stop before you you automatically react. So if you've moved the stuff into a cupboard and it's out of sight, you're in that cupboard, you're thinking, no, like you give yourself a pause, you maybe take a deep breath, in for four, out for six. And you're thinking, why am I here? Like, I'm not hungry, I've just had dinner, like... It's enough of a, a pause for you to change the action, change the behaviour. Another thing you can do is give yourself unconditional permission to eat them, alright? So, you've not said it as such, but part of me is thinking like, are you seeing these as like birthday treats? Or, I need to eat these because... They're my like I got them for my birthday, so if I just get them, if I just eat them like as quickly as possible this birthday week, for instance, and then just get them out at the house as quickly as possible. I've done this before. Again, there is no judgment in in this, but it's just being aware of these actions and these behaviours that you have around food. If you give yourself unconditional permission to eat them, like, yes, I know we've spoken about unconditional permission to eat before. It does sound counterintuitive when you have a fat loss goal. But if you know you can have these things whenever you want, they're not just birthday goodies, then you might be less likely to overeat them in like a, like a short period of time. So for me, me and the kids melted Easter eggs today. Like I've still got Easter eggs in the house because... I've practiced unconditional permission to eat. It was one of the biggest things, um, the most impactful things I did to help my relationship with food and portion control and like emotional regulation. Like that really helped me. Um, so what you might find is these birthday goodies, they might last you a couple of months instead of a week, the week of your birthday when you're giving yourself unconditional permission to eat because you'll have taken that they'll lure away from them when you know you can have them whenever you want. Um, last thing is saving some calories. Um, so I know this person's tracking calories. Save some calories every night for a small portion, okay? And then this way it becomes like an empowered, an empowered choice, something you can look forward to. You're going to feel a lot more in control over like having the food in the house like especially if you are also working on like having unconditional permission to eat you don't feel as if you're like maybe having a little bit then you feel a little bit guilty about having a little, that little bit so you have a little bit more like if you've got a portion that you have um um like save calories for you've planned for it it's a choice it's an empowered choice 
you're going to sit sit down like maybe after work when you've got something that you want to watch on the TV, all the non-negotiables are ticked off. You can sit, you can enjoy it and you can move on. And you can do that every day if you want because you can include a little bit of this every single day and still get results. So I just wanted to point out like the, the power your environment is going to have um, on your goals and on your results. So let's move on to the questions. So question number one. This wasn't actually a question, but I think it's it's um, something that's really important to be aware of and to know, and I'm going to give you some tips on. So this person is wanting to start increasing her weights for workouts and start um, push-up sets off of her knees, okay? So again, I just thought it was a really great topic to cover. Like, how do you know if you're pushing yourself in the gym enough? So... Here's like a rough guide. So your last couple of reps of every single set should be tough. If you're finishing a set and thinking, yeah, that's okay. Like, I could probably do another couple of reps. Like, no, you need to go heavier, all right? So even if you go heavier, like I know in some gyms and stuff, like the jump between dumbbells might be quite high. But even if you go heavier and you can't manage all the reps, like, so maybe you, the rep range is 8 to 12, you're getting 6 reps, like, I want you to go heavier for 6. Drop that down and then build up because this is how you're going to make progression. If your last couple of um, reps are not difficult, they are not sticky. So if you're not, like, pushing, you're basically putting all of your effort to get that weight up um, or down, depending on what you're doing, um, like so I'm thinking like making grunting noises you've got a red face you're sweating like you have to have these faces they are important because it's these last couple of reps that are causing the muscles to break to tear and then that is going to help them grow all right if you're not doing this um, at your sessions you're not going to be getting the results that you want all right change changing like any sort of change but in this example changing your body shape it's going to require you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone so first of all well done for this this person who is ready to do that um i am absolutely here for this but i thought it was just a really good topic to cover and because some people might not realize that they're, they're not pushing themselves like they are still in their comfort zone like you're not going to you're not going to change the shape of your body if you're not lifting weights you're not going to change the shape of your body if you're not progressively overloading your muscles okay and that means like trying to go to what is known as failure um, and that is like if you were to be doing like sets a set of 12 and you're only getting to 11 you just can't get that last rep like you might think that that's that's like, oh shit, like, I, I can't get that last one. That's good though. Like, because it means that your muscles are fatigued enough. And then you, so you do the workout, you rest and recover, you have your protein, you have your sleep, your hydration. Again, all very important because it is that, that st- stage there that rebuilds and grows the muscle. And then you do it all again the next session. And it's just this, this continuously overloading the muscles. Um, it's going to help them like build and grow. So, um, yeah, thought I would 
cover that, which hopefully makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, again, um, please let me know. Um, again, this one, next one was not a question, but again, I wanted to touch on this topic because I think it brings up a few common mindset bits that I think will help people, and I know that they've helped me. Um, so this person's commented in her check-in that her tracking needs to be back to 100% this week. Um, she had a day off yesterday and felt ready to get back to it today because she needed that control. So I wanted to highlight a couple of things. So if you have a day off tracking and you kind of feel like you're out of control with it, it's not the tracking that's the problem, but potentially the way you're thinking about it. And I used to do this as well, okay, so I used to have a day where I didn't track at all. And because I wasn't putting anything in my fitness pal, I just would overeat. But then I started to blame, I would be blaming my fitness pal, like, I would be blaming, like, the fact that I hadn't put my food in, but I would also be using this as an excuse to overeat because, like I said, I wasn't putting it in my fitness pal, I was still technically in the green, I was still technically winning, Um but like the the most accurate fitness track or calorie tracker out there is it's not my fitness pal, it's not Kahunas, it's your body. Like your body still knows that you're putting like energy into it, even if you're not putting it into even if you're not tracking it on Kahunas or on my fitness pal, like wherever you're tracking. You can't blame my fitness pal. It's like and it's not if you're if you feel that you are you are using tracking calories is to get control like that could potentially be a little bit of a red flag because it's not the day of not tracking like because you are responsible for what goes in your mouth um and I do get that like having that food logger there like my fitness pal is going to help you feel control but you should be feeling like this anyway even if you're not tracking because I want you to all move away from that um, so you need to have this sense of control without Kahunas, without my fitness pal. Um, so some things to kind of think about if if you are thinking that I, 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 this is how I feel sometimes with tracking, like why do you feel that because you had a day of tracking your week wasn't a hundred percent? Like, are you more likely to overeat in the days that you don't track? Like, and if so, why? Um, why do you feel out of control if you don't track? Like, these are all questions that you need to ask yourself and answer and unpack. Like, taking the time to do this is going to help with your relationship with food moving forwards because, like I say, like you want to be able to move away from tracking. And if tracking is a way of you feeling in control, like, what are you going to do if you don't have it? Like, we have to, be, we have to build other, like, other techniques. We have to have other ways of maintaining their progress without tracking um so that's some things to think about and again if you're struggling with this like please reach out either on the group or message me directly like I'd be more than happy to help um but I think it is something that a lot of people do struggle with like I know a lot of people struggle with this but you you cannot you cannot feel like my fitness pal or kahunas or like logging food and tracking food like that cannot be how you have like that that's the control that you have you have to feel that control regardless of whether you're tracking or not so 
I hope that um, this check-in has been useful. I hope that um, it's a long one. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that you've got a lot from it. If you've got any questions, please uh, hit them up either in the group, message me directly. If you're not a client, message me directly either WhatsApp or on Instagram. I'll leave the links below. Um, I hope you have lovely, lovely days or evenings or mornings whenever you're listening to this. And yes, yeah, stand by for all the holiday spam. <laughs> um, but thanks, guys. I will speak to you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person. And that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.